Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Fly With Us podcast. This podcast is bringing the art of conversation, self-love, self-care, mental health care and protection, life lessons, love lessons, and everything in between. I'm Lady Bounce. I am Kryptonite, y'all. Hey. Today, we're going to talk about stop looking for a savior. So to get us us started, let me get get this mindfulness minute in. Trust yourself. How often have you gone along with something because you've been told that others do it too? It can sometimes encourage good behavior, but submission to authority at the expense of independent thought also leads to bad choices. The Milgram Experiment is a famous case at Yale University where volunteers were instructed by an authority to give electric shocks to subjects behind the screen. Remarkably, the volunteers continued to obey, responding with herd mentality and ignoring their own conscience. If you doubt what someone does or says, trust your instincts rather than be influenced. Have confidence in your knowledge and beliefs and don't assume others are right on the basis that they seem authoritative or are in charge. Try to imagine how you would act if you were bearing sole responsibility. Okay. So let's get into it. So I was leaving earlier today, right? Okay. And um, it took me a minute to calm down. (laughs) And why am I so livid, do you say? Why did I spend a good majority of my day, like, growing, feeling the gray hairs that you see up in here (laughs) come up out of my scalp? Aside Aside from, you know, all of that is happening with us nowadays on a daily basis. I am really irritated with black people my people i love you i do i love you but y'all getting on my nerves so we need to we need to make a a a clear line as to what blm is black lives matter and what your individual responsibility is um You know, we heard about uh, July 4th, all of these um, so-called shootings that happened randomly, you know what I'm saying? Um, People's houses, people people's getting shot in their house, people getting shot in their car, and more specifically, children were being shot. Um, Not just, you know, in Chicago and in Atlanta. And I saw so many people with the opinion of um, we have to do better and where's BLM when all of this is going on and um, why isn't anyone from Black Lives Matter saying anything about this? We want to say that Black Lives Matter, but we don't say anything about the babies being shot up and killed in our neighborhoods. Okay, first, Black people, please use your hair for more than a hat rack. <laughs> as my as my lovely R.I.P. departed grandmama used to say, 
use your head for more than a hat rack. I'm going to need y'all to first of all do the math, okay? Like seriously, I really need you to think about this. They're saying that there was 114 shootings in two of the most densely populated black cities in America. There was a little something circulating on Facebook talking about how there was plans to do some BS by white people on the fourth, you know, on the fourth of July weekend. It looks like that's exactly what happened. I don't want I don't understand. People are so quick to think that these situations are about gangbangers gone bonkers. Like I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like the first time something goes down, the first thing you want to do is look at one another and point your finger and place blame. Mm-hmm. Okay? Nobody's thinking about the situation at hand. You've been living in this your whole life. You can't put it past these people that they'll do something of this nature as a distraction for one because, of course, nobody wants to actually defund the police and actually get those um that money, that revenue put towards other things that could help communities, like social services, like mental health care services. The, the defunding the police is not taking apart the police. It's not dismantling the police. It's allocating funds towards different resources that can help the police in assessing certain situations, like mental health situations instead of trying to have a police officer who doesn't receive that type of training to take care of somebody that's schizophrenic we need to have somebody that's a mental health care professional that can that can assess the situation that can come down and give their expertise and help the police okay right that's one so today's episode what irritated me today was that um someone had an unfortunate incident where their personal property was damaged. The first thing that they want to do is get on Facebook and do this crazy rant about how today's teenagers aren't responsible and today's, today's youth is making it bad for everybody and today's youth has no respect for anything and blah, blah, blah. Then he goes on to say how he's on the fence with this one of the blackest dudes you'll ever meet in your life. This cat leaves her fingerprints on charcoal, okay? But <laughs> listen, but he is on the fence about Black Lives Matter because if we're not taking care of home first, if we're not cleaning up our own yard first, how can we tell somebody else what to do? Listen, black people, stop it, okay? First of all, stop it. You keep talking, black folks keep talking about black on black crime. That is not a thing, people. That's not a thing. People kill people. That's just period. White people kill white people. Asians kill Asians. Hispanics kill Hispanics. People kill people. It's not about the color of your skin. It's about who you live around. Most black people live around other black people. So when they commit a crime, they're usually going to commit it against someone that they already know. Right. Because they know their schedule. They know where they go. They know what they do. They know what they have. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's called a home invasion when someone comes from the wrong side of the tracks over to the right side of the tracks 
to rob somebody that's rich. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I need people to stop. I need people to stop doing this thing about uh, if we don't respect ourselves, no one else will respect us. First of all, I respect myself. Um, that doesn't mean that because Shay Shay don't respect herself that it's okay for Officer Molesky to molest me and to treat me like I'm a pe like I'm a criminal or like I'm Shay Shay. Maybe he don't ran into Shay Shay a couple of times and Shay Shay done did some bullshit. I don't know Shay Shay, so I don't know how she wrote. But regardless of that, Officer Molesky don't know me. Right. So to assume that I'm rolling the way Shay Shay rolling is some bullshit. People, I need for I need black people to stop being indoctrinated in their own demise, in their own despair. Stop repeating things that you have heard white people say on TV. People keep talking, well, if black people respected themselves and other people will respect them. You know who said that? What's that jerk-ass ex-mayor name that from, from New York? Our uh, Giuliani. Giuliani. Giuliani sat on TV and said that bullshit. It didn't sound right when he said it. And damn sure don't sound right when a big-ass black man is saying it. People stop it. We don't even realize how brain damaged we are, how enslaved we are. What's that called? Stockholm syndrome when you empathize with your with your with your uh captor. Right. When you when you when you that sit up here and you say, Let's well, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He's hurt you, he's raped you, he's molested you, he's sold you, he's stolen from you, he has he has he has um discriminated against you. He has denied you opportunity, denied you housing, denied you wealth, denied you education, but you still want to, well, if we did things, if we was better, then they would treat us better. Shut up. Shut up. Stop saying it. I'm not being as nice as I possibly can because I'm so irritated with my black people that keep saying the same shit over and over. You keep saying words that come out of white people's mouths and you keep spewing it like it's the gospel, as though you it's something you it's some type of revelation, as though it's some type of truth. Why do you keep believing what somebody else says about you? Why do we keep doing that to ourselves? And my thing is, and, and, and I don't understand because the shit don't even sound right. How do you keep repeating something that don't even sound right? It don't sound right. Well, it, I, I, I'll say this. It, no, it, it doesn't sound right. And it does lead into the, the systematic oppression that we felt and we dealt with, you know, for centuries to the point where now we... We drank the Kool-Aid, if you will, like we believe it. So it, it was said to us that, like, you know, this is your fault or this is your problem. And in a lot of cases, we fail to realize that while we, you know, we have this thing, black on black crime, and we have these, these youth who don't know any better, it still reverts back to being indoctrinated in, you know, you ain't nothing, you ain't never gonna be nothing because that is how we were bred to, to think and believe. And so now we have 
we've gotten to a point now where we almost believe it and we believe it to the point where we we act it out because we believe it so so deeply you know i'm just i'm so i'm just so you know it's like it's like people don't realize the conforming the conforming of your thoughts into their beliefs these these self-righteous white people that tell us about how you black people need to be acting how you should be acting that's why we have to have legislature for us to wear our own natural hair you I mean how goofy is that that we have to have a law that says that the hair that grows out of my head is okay that I don't have to treat it chemically to appease you and to make you feel comfortable in my presence like what type of mess is that and then I need for people to stop I need people to stop looking for somebody to save us okay BLM is a political statement it is a political protest. Black Lives Matter is a political protest. It is not the end-all, be-all savior for every black person to all of a sudden be uplifted and righteous and be these wonderful golden Negroes that everybody thinks we should be. Black Lives Matter is, is the here to help you with the political side, with the systems that are in place. Right. As far as the little knuckleheads that's in your neighborhood that's tearing up your shit, that's on you, partner. That's on you to go out there and start a community where you are engaging with your neighbors. You are engaging with the youth. You are trying to help the youth to see their way through certain things. People seem to forget. I don't know where anybody else grew up. I don't know how anybody else's life is. I know how my hood is. I know how my city is. I know what's going on in this city. And what's going on within this city is nothing. There ain't nothing happening for these kids. There's no place for them to go. There's nothing for them to do. They don't have the jobs like they used to have. They don't, they don't have the programs that they used to have. The centers that we used to have are closed down. They don't have that stuff anymore. So when people are upset because kids are out here joyriding or doing stupid stuff or doing things that, that maybe we don't feel like they should be doing or things that we used to do that we forgot that we did, but now we grown, we don't, we don't remember that we did that shit anymore. I need for people to get off of this soapbox, this high horse, this, oh, where's BLM? Where, no, where are you? Where are you? Where are you at? Because BLM is on TV. They doing interviews, okay? They're doing interviews, and they're trying to get legislation passed to save your children, you, your father, your brother, your cousin, your friends. They're pushing legislation. So if there is an issue in your community where you feel like these kids are just disrespectful or unruly or out of hand, then it is incumbent upon the community to be the village that we need, that we seek, that we've always talked about to help get these kids together. And it's not going to happen over a Facebook rant. And it's not going to happen by waiting for a savior to come down and deliver us all into the good graces beyond white supremacy. Well, one thing that I've noticed, and, and I, you know, for me, I have the fortune is to work in education. So I work with kids. And so I work with people who have, you know, programs. 
And what I have found is that there are lots of programs available, but people don't research to see what's out there. So like during this whole Corona thing, the whole world got shut down. Um, there still have been, you know, programs during the summer, you know, for our youth that have started up. Now, mind you, they have all the guidelines. You got to wear masks, got to be outside and stuff like that. But there are things going on, you know, for our kids. But a lot of people don't take the time to research it or they're so caught up in their own lives that they don't they don't reach out to the kids. You know, you like you said, you can reach out to the kids in your neighborhood. You can have them cut your grass, wash your car, you know, sit on the porch and have a picnic. Maybe tell them a story or two. And maybe that might keep them from breaking in. Show them something. Show them how to do, show them how to work on the brakes. Show them something. Show them something. Show them a life lesson that they can take with them. Anybody that exactly. want to come over and learn how to change a tire, come on over. Anybody want to come over and learn how to fix a brake line, come on, let's do this. Y'all want to come start a basketball game in the middle of the street, come on, let's do this. I just, I'm, I, you know, I don't understand why people don't get that there is no face to this. There is no one organization right. that's going to come and save anybody. There is no one person. There is no one face. It is up to each of us as individuals to do something. And as minimal as it may be, it may be, look, I'm sitting right here doing this right now. We having this conversation, but we're on a podcast where other people can see it. Other people can hear it. Other people can get a message that we're trying to send. Even this, be it, even if only three people see it and only one person do something or makes a decision to make an attempt to do something, that's still one person more than it would have been had they not seen it, right? You know what I'm saying? And, and and we got to stop. We we really have to we really have to stop and really think about what it is we are repeating. What it is we are we what it is we are saying to one another. What it is we are saying to our children. What it is we are putting out there for the world to see because we're not really we're not thinking. We're not thinking past the last thing the last white person said about us. You know what I'm saying? We're not thinking past that. It's like y'all want to like like all all these Negro Black Lives Matter is not carrying the, the the entire Negro race on their back. They're not carrying every black person. They're right. not going to deliver. And they're not song. supposed to like Jeffrey exactly. Canada. Jeffrey Canada, you know, put together a movie called Waiting for Superman, and in it, you know, it's about education. You know, about the education system and lotteries for schools and stuff like that. And he's, these really poor kids trying to get into these really great schools and how how political the landscape is when it comes to, to educating, you know, our children. But one of the things he said in the movie, he says, God isn't coming because God sent you. Exactly. So there is no Superman coming. Exactly. So for everything that you complain about, get down, get your hands dirty, do something about it. Offer these kids a job. Run a summer camp. And that's another thing, too, that I want people to understand, because everybody keeps talking about God got us, God going to save, God is here, God, and he is. But you have to understand, God helps the child, God helps those that helps themselves. He may not send the ladder, but he might send a person that can reach their hand down into the hole and help pull you up. 
Right. Just because you don't see a ladder drop down in the hole don't mean God ain't there trying to help. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? In one way or another. And we got to recognize that. We got to stop sitting back waiting for some some Messiah to be the deliverer of of everything that's good and righteous in our lives. And, you know, for for as much as I hate it as as an educator and as a, a parent, too, you know, the corona was good for one thing, where it kind of forced these parents to sit down sit still, help your kids with their schoolwork, and then in the instances where you couldn't help your kid, you got on Facebook, you got on Twitter or some other social media outlet, and you asked for help. So when you, like, I had a lot of my friends reach out to me, like, their kids don't go to my school, they live in different states, and they're like, yo, Lady Bounce, what can I do for this, or do you have a website for that? So, one of the things that it that it, it kind of gave opportunity, which we've talked about before on our show, is getting back to that sense of community. Reach out and help one of these kids in your neighborhood. Teach them how to plant flowers. You in your garden every day, Miss Mabel. Take a Keisha from down the street and show her how to plant something. And show them how to do the couponing. Something. Like we we talk and we talk about we we make an effort to talk about this. I think as far as what we do, I think we make an effort to really talk about this often. It's how important it is for us to get back to the unity of community, the unity yeah. of us, the unity of how we you know what I'm saying. The, 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 we've been so indoctrinated into the American way of life, a, a a way of life that doesn't want us, that doesn't want to accept us. And yet, you know, it, it is what it is. That's where we are. Cause this is where we are. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. this is where we are. This is, this is the society in which we live in. And it is, it's, it is going to take a lot of time. It's going to take time. This, this process is not going to be, Anything that's gonna happen fast, and I know, I know that I'm frustrated, and I'll be frustrated tomorrow, and I'll be frustrated in three months because it's not, it's not gonna happen overnight. It's not gonna happen quickly, and we have got to get out of thinking the way white people have told us to think about ourselves. These words that we spew about black on black crime and about not understanding like why why black lives matter standing up for this and why is nobody enraged about that? There are people that's out in our community every day, wake up every day going out in our community trying to make a difference, trying to stop gun violence, trying to keep kids off the street, off of drugs, trying to make sure that they are making a difference in somebody's life in the neighborhood. That's the individual responsibility. That is not the responsibility of an organization. It's not even the responsibility of a person who chooses to get in the forefront and lead us in a certain direction or take on the responsibility of trying to make some sort of change. They are not the end-all, be-all mascot of all Black people. Right. There is no one person. And But not only that, you know, like you said before, Black Lives Matter is a political machine. They exactly. Are trying, they are trying to force changes in the laws and the systems that create the way we end up having to live. In the, so, exactly. So the systems that create. You know, if we get these lawmakers to, to make laws 
that are more in our favor, then maybe we don't have to live in these communities where there's a liquor store and a chicken spot. And then maybe, and then, and then maybe, maybe, maybe we won't have to, we won't have to, to, to deal with these situations where these, these children that don't have a place to go, these systems that keep our children on the on the downside of life, keep our children out out of computer classes and out of history classes, out of extracurricular activities. They can't play sports without paying some money. They can't play an instrument without paying some money. You know what I'm saying? Somebody could start a could start some type of instrument class at one of the parks and try and teach kids how. You know, is there an issue with with instruments? Could be, but maybe we could do a GoFundMe every, and we could collect some some money to get some instruments or something, some type of program or something that's going. And I know that it's a tall order, and I know that this is it's it's a lot to consider right now, considering what we're going through as far as Corona and everything. But it's just it's it's so it's so disheartening to hear a black man say how they give up on this black youth and how they they so sick of this black youth doing this and doing that and where is blm and why aren't we our like it's like you you're worse than white people because i understand why white people don't get it i can't understand why you as a black man that is directly affected by what's happening doesn't get it. I don't. I don't understand why right. you don't get that. As, I mean, and, and I'm not just a black man. I mean, a black person. Period. Because it's not just a man. You know, it's women too. They had. Yeah. But as a black person, I don't understand how you don't get it. These certain situations and circumstances that have been put into play that have caused the circumstances and situations that we are dealing with today, with everything from the coronavirus down to our youth being unruly. All of it is the direct effect of this government and the bullshit that they have put poor black and black minorities through. Not just not just but the poor too. Because let's get let's get it let's get it straight. Poor white people aren't understanding because they're going through the same shit. You know what I'm saying? It becomes a class issue when you're dealing with poor white people. So they're not, we get harassed by police too. We don't know why you so upset. We get, we get beat up by police too. So over, the t over time, it has, a, it has become more than just a black thing. Where, whereas they may have every encounter with a black person that turns up negative. You know what I'm saying? But depending on what zip code you live in, as a white person, you may or may not get that special treatment. So there's like, there's like, there's so many things going on. There's two different conversations to have. Because when you're talking to a poor white person, all they say is, look, bro, I don't even... I'm going through the same thing, so I can't feel you. They don't get it that they that there is a privilege still there for them. They don't get that. Right. And then old white people, well, hell, they just old white people, so you, you know. Well, you know, I, I think, and in, in, even in that conversation, you know, what gets me is that people who, who are privileged, even, you know, being, you know, poor white people, like you said, they still have a certain amount of privilege when they go, well, I made it. I don't understand why you can't make it. Because oh. they've never had anything systematically pressing on their neck listen, constantly that, that made it so they couldn't make it. Listen, that irritates my soul because there is there are black people that say this. There are black people that say, Well, I made it. Why can't they listen? 
First of all, we ain't all built the same, okay? <laughs> That's the first thing. And then the second thing is, I don't know what your situation was. All I know is what my situation was. So I don't know what you went through. And if you went through a situation that was somewhat similar to mine, and you made it out, well, hallelujah, praise God, and way to go, buddy. But not everybody is built the same. What I go through may not be what you go through. You know what I'm saying? My, I might not be able to deal with it mentally. Or maybe I don't have somebody in my life that I can go to, that I can talk to, that can help me through something. Whereas maybe in your situation, maybe you did. You see what I'm saying? People forget all of the People have these, these kids that grew up with parents that was crack babies. Parents that had parents that was on drugs, they had to raise themselves, they had to raise their siblings. You got parents that grew up with their kids because they had them at such a young age. There was no discipline in their own life, so how would they know how to discipline a child anyway? You understand? And people, for, people forget the many, many factors, the many, many systems that, sit, that were set up, that's put into play to cause some of the situations that we're in today and to say, well, I made it out so they can do it too. No, you were, you were blessed. You were blessed. Now what you need to do with that blessing is pay it forward. Play it forward and go help somebody else that's not as blessed. Be for somebody what somebody was for you and be that person that they can talk to, that they can come to, that can help them through a bad situation. If you know what I'm saying, like I just I can't understand. It's like it's like you live this life, but you still have this white mentality of well, I did it, you can do it, or they just lazy. There's no re there's no excuse why they can't. This there's there's plenty of reasons. There's plenty of reasons. And if you did what you did despite those odds, then man, hallelujah. More power to you, my brother, sister, whatever. More power to you. That's what's up. That's you made it through hallelujah, and that is what's happening. And as you hallelujah, if you in any capacity have the ability, you have the responsibility to reach back and help exactly. bring somebody exactly. else along. And you don't have to leave your neighborhood to do that. No, the and you don't have to spend looks, a lot of money to do it no. either. And success looks different to many people. Success does not have to be a big house on a hill or a big car or any of that. Success can be just you owning your home on the same block that you lived on since you was a kid. But you own that house and you own that car. And to somebody... That is success because regardless of whatever happens in this world, what you got right there is yours. Right. And to somebody that means something, if it don't mean, whether it means something to you or not, somebody going to look at you and be like, I want to be a homeowner. I want to own that type of car. I, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So success looks different to everybody. And, and, and especially to a child that doesn't have, a child that doesn't have, whatever you have is going to look good to them. Whatever you have is going to look like somebody, I could do that. I can do this. And they may not know it. They may not even realize that whatever it is, but you got to talk to them. You got to reach out to them. You got to make that effort. Absolutely. All right. So as we wrapping this up, I'm going to go ahead and do our self-care assignment. I had to do my therapy because I was, I was, girl, okay. So maybe the self-care assignment can help you too. So 
alternate of alternate futures you may be actively struggling with your possibilities for the future or maybe things are pretty quiet right now in terms of your vocation and avocations hold open the space of reflection as you breathe deeply and expand the inner space ask for clarity about not only what to do as you move forward but also invite clarity as to how to go about your daily duties invite serenity into your life and build yourself a foundation of peace in your life right so i like that so for everyone within the sound of our voice we have to say you know like us follow us share what you hear you know here it may just help somebody else to get off the couch and get off facebook ranting and really do something for these kids and make a comment. You know what I'm saying? Make comments. Whether 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 I'm right, whether I'm wrong, whether I'm incoherent, whether you know if I'm rambling, if whatever you want to cuss me out, whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> feedback. We need we need some feedback because I'm you know I just something. Tell me tell us tell us something. Get on here and you know get it popping, y'all. Because I don't know. I'm just I'm so. Huh. So I'm gonna wrap it up. With our brain science for it all. <laughs> so as we've been talking about, there's a proverb that says, God helps those who help themselves. Mm -hmm. And that means that people who work hard and take responsibility for their lives will receive additional help from God in the form of good luck or opportunity. So this proverb basically says, if a person starts to help themselves, then God will also come to their aid. So the God in this proverb can be the God of any religion. It's not Christianity, it's not Hindu, it's not Buddha, the God within you. As has been demonstrated by our discussion, the proverb was applicable as much as the lives of polycythic ancient Greece as it is in the lives of Christian writers and people like us. So many people prefer to stay lazy and keep postponing things. They do nothing and simply blame luck for their failures. They think that some divine power will solve all of their problems automatically. However, this proverb has emphasis on the importance of taking proper actions in order to achieve the desired results. So, in conclusion, all in all, God helps those who help themselves can be applied to numerous different contexts. We might use it to remind a stressed out friend to take time out to pamper themselves, or we might use it to motivate ourselves to find a job and start making a living for ourselves. This proverb also encourages us to take positive actions that will change the world. Exactly. Black people, take positive actions that will change the world. And stop reciting this rhetoric that you, you keep hearing white people say about you. Stop I it. like it. Stop it. So if you need more tips on how to do that, you can follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Twitter, Anchor, Apple, or wherever you get your favorite podcast, and you can always Google email podcast. us. Google Podcast too. Google Podcast. Yeah, we on there. Yes. We on there. Yeah, we on Google Podcast. Yeah. And you can also email us at flywithusla at gmail.com. I'm Lady Bounce. I'm Kryptonite, y'all. And we out of here.